Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey people, this is DJ. And this is Ish. And, and this, this is season four of Better Let, Let Me Tell You. I strike it up. That sounds like um, like those those uh, CDs that used to be compilation CDs. Like but now, no, that's what I call music. Now, okay, what what number about now? Like now, four hundred and fifty four. I think actually, what they stopped doing was I think they started doing like now. That's what I call twenty twenty. Like I think they started okay. just doing like yearly compilations because, it was because just too much. they were just like, listen, I'll never forget that the first now had uh, Janet Jackson. Everywhere I go. Every it, together again? I see. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Well, with that said, everybody, welcome to episode 157. Welcome to Pero Let Me Tell You, everybody. How is, how how are you all? I think everybody's doing good. How, how are y'all? Everybody's doing fine. They're all, you know, they're feeling nice and tight and moseyed on this Friday. I mean, I'm assuming it's a Friday while they're on their cars and, you know, going to the workplace, listening to us on their moving vehicles. I wonder if people that are from Louisiana and Mississippi listen to us. Well, I mean, we've got people from, like, you know, all over the globe. Yeah, but I think that people in Cambodia probably relate to us more than <laughs> people from Mississippi and Louisiana. Because, you know, we have people from Cambodia, Vietnam, and what's the other country that when we saw, we were like, what? I don't know, probably Guam. Afghanistan, <laughs> you know, whatever. Pick one. Pick one, yeah. Australia, but, we've had people. Right, but Australian has... There is a Cuban population There is a Cuban there, population, yeah. and, you know, Australians and Americans are, you know, similar. True. So, I could see that, but, like, I don't know. Anyway, welcome, welcome, <laughs> welcome, everybody. Happy Friday. Happy Pedal Friday. Happy Pedal Friday. And to those of you who have hung out with us this week, thanks for coming by the trivia and the pop-up for Bean Pump Boil. Oh, my gosh. That, that, <laughs> uh, that was interesting, that, but that was amazing. So thank you, everybody. Things can be amazing and interesting at the same time. Yes. Yes, yes. they can. Yes, I they was can. like, if I see another chicken wing too soon, 
<laughs> but we're ready for our next pop-up. That's right. We're figuring it out, but we'll let so you guys know. Just a little fun thing about our pop-up. And again, thank you everybody who came to the pop-up and supported us. Yep. And the you trivia. Know, we're very passionate about Bing Pong Pollo. And, you know, we, we think that it's something we, you know, we can contribute and bring to the table, literally. Um, True that. In the Miami, I guess, food landscape, if you will. Um, the culinary community. We've kind of been brewing up this idea for quite some time. Yeah. Before the pandemic, uh, way before the pandemic, mm-hmm. we kind of had been had the idea and I did some test runs and we even <laughs> it seems like an eternity ago uh, had Seth, you know, Burger Beast over. And, and I was like, did, eons ago he did one of the initial tastings. Yeah. Pre BC before Corona seems like a lifetime ago. It does. Like if you had told then, me it was 1990, but then, you know, obviously. It came to a halt because of coronavirus, a along with the whole world. I mean, but but we're going to focus on us for now. But but now when we, the time was right to launch this, yeah. there's a chicken wing shortage. So, Thus proving there's never really a good time to start a so small business. So I was business. like, you know what? We were like, you know what? Chicken wing shortage or not. We are launching Do this it. thing one way or another. Yeah. So thank you, everybody. It w- It's really sort of a, a passion project of ours and... You know, we'll see where it goes. And and again, thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody, for the support. It, yes. it, it, it yeah. means the world to us. So, um, so yeah. So anyway, vamos a ver. Okay, a ver. this week. This week. <sighs> this so week. something I the moment this happened, I I sort of wanted to uh, touch base on it, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that everybody, our listeners out there, um, everybody has different opinions on it. So last week, you know how we we always tell you guys that we try to record as close to Friday as possible because sort of the world changes. Well, last week's episode, we recorded it uh, on Wednesday, which we usually record on Thursday so we could release a show on Friday. But last week we recorded on Wednesday and on Thursday, something major happened in terms of the coronavirus in, term, in, in the sense of a lot of businesses have removed their mask mandates yes right and i'm like damn it i'm like this this would have so been a topic that that's we true yeah for sure we would have hit and on the it yeah week that we record one day earlier this happened but anyway we're bringing it up this week listen in all fairness the, the day of the corona we recorded and we had to re-record the whole damn episode we did because we we, we <laughs> well it was the same day the same we day exactly we so, recorded we took like two hours recording that day and i remember when yeah. we came out Tom, we went to go Tom eat, Hanks, yeah. Rita Wilson, I don't know who else. Had Disney World had closed. For Corona, a... I'm like, the whole world changed while we were in the studio recording the podcast. No, not even. Afterwards, we went to get a bite to eat. Yes. <laughs> so I was like, okay, let's go back and re-record yep. the episode. But anyway, um, so a lot of stores have removed the mask mandate. Yes. Publix, uh, Costco, BJ's. Target, uh, I believe. Target, uh, so on and so forth. Gyms. I don't know. This is, again... The beauty of us talking all damn week is that I don't know if I mentioned this on last week's episode or if I told you this. Yeah. Um, gyms, now it's optional, it's except optional. for the staff. Like, the staff yeah. still has to wear it, but... But the point is that the mask mandates are being removed from mm-hmm. stores. So, my question to you. Okay. The topic of conversation and our listeners out there. What do you think? Do you still feel comfortable wearing a mask or, like, have you been wearing it less? Uh, well, actually, I was at the gym today. And I had, honestly, I just forgot my mask in the car Mm -hmm. and I didn't go back and get it. So you worked out today without a mask? I worked out today without the mask. Are there other people working out without a mask? Yes, but there are also people still working out with the mask. Okay. So it's interesting to see that even at this stage in the game where, you know, UFIT has said 
um, you know, it's optional. Mm-hmm. Employees still have to wear it, but it's optional for for guests and and you know whatever. There's still some people who are wearing it actually, and I was wearing it last week because this all started last week with the whole optional element, mm-hmm. and I was still wearing it. So it's not so much that I'm like ah finally I can get rid of it. I just literally just was a lazy fuck who didn't want to go back to his car and get the, get okay, the mask. Well, let's see. Um, next but, time you go to the gym, but are you know you what? Wear but it? now, but now I might not because it, or or if I take it with me and I start to feel like oh I'm uncomfortable, like I'll just take it off. You know what I mean? I, because again, I have the option. Um, but it doesn't, it doesn't, I don't know. I'm a weird person because I'm like, it doesn't bother me to have it on. Um, you know, like, as you know, I was going to the gym while, you know, the pandemic was, I mean, the minute that the gyms opened, maybe like a month later, I was going back to the gym. And so I was on the treadmill. I was doing the free weights. I was doing everything. I did, I did Zumba classes with the mask Mm -hmm. on. Okay. So clearly I'm not deterred. By having the mask to, to, to go out and do these things. Um, but at this point, you know, I do have my my two doses. I mean, you know, ya estoy vacunado. So if I can't be without the mask, then why did I bother getting a vaccine? Well, I mean, look, uh, like, right? everything, I mean, like everything, this has become political. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we've said that here before. Yeah, yeah, but I'm, saying, and, I'm, but I'm taking politics out of it. I'm saying like, you know, if I went and I got my, my double doses. Right. No, no, no. You, I mean, you make a, a very valid point because the reason I bring up politics is si no because, because, you know, usually more left-leaning liberal people are always like, trust the science, trust the science, mm-hmm. whether it's climate change or even with the coronavirus. Yeah, but in this case, the CDC came out and said if, right. if you're double dose. Right. So now if you're going to trust the science. You have to you, trust the science. You have to trust the science. Right. Um, so... That means that if you again are trusting the science and you're going by the CDC, then you can go maskless. Right. With that said, I I mean I not that I've like ventured out so much in the last <laughs> week. I mean, the only place I'd venture out to is Publix, really. Like Hey, and don't lie, you went to that distributor to buy all of supplies for the ping pong boyo. I did. I did. <laughs> um, it was a banner week. But you know, I don't know if that distributor had a mask <laughs> policy. Uh so it is in your high alia. And and you know, those distributors that's a whole other story that we talked about a couple of episodes back. Um but for example, here at the Publix by my house. Mm-hmm. I've continued wearing the mask because everybody's wearing the mask. And generally, I'm not one for groupthink mentality. Mm. But I, I've always said this. To me, wearing the mask is not a nuisance. It's not right. cumbersome to me whatsoever. Well, yeah. The other day, I went to some supermarket or whatever, and I had the mask on. It didn't bother me. Yeah. I, I, I didn't it, think it, twice it, about it. It never has. Right. Um, especially to go to the store where there is, like, air conditioning and stuff like that. Right. Um, so, I've worn the mask because, for example, the public's here... Everybody is wearing a mask right, right. still. Mm-hmm. I went to Publix today, and they're still, and, and everybody's still wearing a mask. I think I saw one person without a mask. So, I mean, I doesn't wear it. I, I think this is kind of like you, you, you take it off when you feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's, and that's whatever that may be, whether it's a day or two. You know, I've, I've, I've told you, I have not gotten back to the gym because I. Don't want to work out with a mask. Right. I just, I hate it. I sweat. You don't sweat as much as I do. I sweat. Well, you've seen me. <laughs> like, I'm, within two minutes, I'm already drenched in sweat. And it's with like a Whitney the, Houston concert. And with the beard and the mask. And it's like, that's just too much. So i rather write it out. Now, with what you're saying, yeah. um, I probably soon will probably rejoin right, the right, gym right, and, right. and start going maskless. Uh, but I think everybody needs to go at their own pace, whatever feels comfortable to them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but, but, my, but my issue is you know like what you were saying you know everybody was like trust the science trust the science you have to go by what the cdc and the science and the science science and now they're saying you know like well it's okay and again i, I preface this by saying like if you look if you are fully vaccinated it's okay and they even have the you know if you're not then you should wear the mask but let's let's talk brass tacks you know whose actions i can control mine mm-hmm. i have my vacuna if you don't and you don't want to wear a mask knock yourself out i'm protected oh, knock no, no, yourself no. out i agree i agree so at this point i i am I'm, I'm almost at the at a place where i'm like you know what the CDC guideline is saying if you're fully vaccinated, you know, don't wear the mask. But you're good. But at this point, it's just like, you know what? Wear the mask if you want to wear a mask. And if you don't, don't. Regardless of whether you're vaxxed or not. Because at the end of the day, if you're not vaxxed and you get sick, that's your problem, boo-boo. Yeah. That's not on me. Yeah. No. That's that's your life, liberty, and pursuit uh-huh. of happiness. That's your, that, that, the oppression has been lifted. Yes. Free at last. Thank God yes. you're free at yes. last. Yo, that oppression. You know, I yeah. mean. I love people that say that are oppressed. You know, these are people drive, who don't know, you know what that Seventy thousand dollar trucks, <laughs> right. With their huge boat, have huge houses, and they're living the Oppression. life. I'm oppressed. Oh, you're oppressing oh, it's me. It's so hard to be uh, oppressed. I whatever. mean, I could have had two boats. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think you know. I think there's been so much drama and trauma with with you know this past year, year and a yeah. half, or year and a few months. That I mean, I, I think I think that you should yourself dictate when you want you feel comfortable to go maskless i think there's still a a little bit hesitation not you know my hesitation is not so much like um that i'm gonna get sick because i am also double vaccinated but it's kind of like well everybody's wearing it and again you know as i said usually i'm the person that's like against group mentality but to me this is not cumbersome so i don't want to be that one person that's like hey guys look I don't have like I don't care, but I I would probably feel I probably would go to the gym for, without a mask first before, before going to Publix. Yeah, because like to me the gym wearing a mask is annoying, right? It sucks, but it, you know what? It is what it is. Yeah, and I, and I did it. But whether you wear the mask, whether you don't, whether you got vaccinated, whether you didn't, what you don't have the right to do, and this is shifting into the next thing I want to bring up, transition. is You're like assault people that are wearing a mask. Ricky Schroeder. <laughs> okay, what happened with that? Because I, I was at the gym yesterday, not wearing a mask, um, and I was I saw Access Hollywood like in, in, in the distance. I saw something, and then I was like, is that Ricky Schroeder? And I didn't know it was him until they showed like a picture of him, you know, on Silver Spoons. <laughs> and then I was right. like, okay, it must be about I did not know that Ricky Schroeder had become it's insane. Not even that it's he's conservative mm. Republican. That's not a problem. But like total like right. That he drank the Kool Aid. I mean he he paid for the bail of Kyle Rittenhouse. And now, remind our listeners, who Kyle, Kyle Rittenhouse was the kid who, in one of the protests last summer, went out with an AK forty seven or AK fifteen, mm-hmm. whatever it is, and he shot two people. And that's like, the this they white took kid to, to Burger King afterwards. Uh no oh. no he shot two people. And he said it was self-defense, although there's video showing that the people, he shot them in the back. Um, and he shot two people that were protesting. Well, you know how dangerous a scapular is. And, um, and um, he eventually got arrested and Ricky Schroeder paid for Posted his bail. Or posted whatever. his bail. Like some weird cosa de esa. But the point was that, so... Well, that, let's preface who Ricky Schroeder is. Because that's true. I think that's there's, true. There's, there's a part of the demographic of our listeners. So, yes. in the 1980s, much like I look forward to the day where everyone is like your son was earlier today when we were talking about 
Kim Kardashian and he said, who's Kim Kardashian? I, I wait for that day too. There are probably people who were saying, who's Ricky Schroeder? So in the 1980s, there was this sitcom that was a pretty popular sitcom called Silver Spoons. Yep. And uh, the main star of the show was Ricky Schroeder. Yep. And the show started when he was probably like 10. And it yeah. ended he when had he had just was, done that movie, The Champ. It, when he, it probably ended when he was like, I don't know, 16, 17, 18. And that yeah. show, Alfonso Ribeiro yeah. was also on the show way before before he was Carlton. He was, in, uh, he was Fresh Prince. He was, I think the character's name was Alfonso. Yeah, in Silver Spoons. And he actually was very popular too. Yeah. Um, so Ricky Schroeder is like this, he was this little blonde cute kid who mm-hmm. will forever live in our consciousness as, as little Ricky Schroeder. Yeah, yeah. Well, like a little Ricky Schroeder went to Costco this week mm-hmm. and he... Of course, put it on Instagram Live or Facebook Live, right. as one does. As one does. And he went on to completely berate and like insult this the the, so, the guy at Costco. It, at it, was, the like, it was like un señor. It, it, no, I don't know. Maybe he was in his forties or fifties. Oh, okay, he looked um, older from and afar. And he's like, "Why are you wearing a mask? You know, the government is you know the government who was corrupted and you know ruined our economy. You know, is making us wear masks and invented all this, and you're wearing a mask." And the guy didn't lose his cool. Mm-hmm. The guy was like, "Sir, Costco, um, because I think that well, California, in California, now, you don't have to in California. There's still a mask oh, mandate. Okay, there's a mask mandate, but Costco does not. As a, no, no, no. Costco, As a company, the organization right, doesn't right, right. lift it, but the state does. does right, it, it is confusing. It right, is confusing. Right, right. Um, but the point was that Costco, that Costco in California, was still enforcing the mask mandate, okay. and he just like completely went off on the guy. You know, who's just I, doing his job. By the, the way, the guy's just doing his job, and the guy was so polite, right. and he was like, I. I want my refund and everybody come to Costco and get their refund. What I thought was great that I was like, that's kind of awesome. There was another employee involved mm-hmm. that she's like, Esperate, you want a refund? Dame un momentico aquí, give me your card. Boom, here's your refund. Oh, she gave, she gave him a refund? Back, I said, hope back a guy. Because you know that if he wouldn't have gotten a refund, then right, it would have right. been, I'm being oppressed. Right, yes, it's <laughs> because true. Because I don't have a refund. Ah, I'm not being oppressed. It's true. My white self is being He would have to jump back on his toy train. Yes. And go um, back to the middle of Because, his house. you know, it would have easily taken that narrative. Right, right, But I right. love that she, and it's in the video, she's like, here's her, here's your refund, thank you. How else can I help you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he, like, completely attacked this guy. And I'm like, whether you agree with that or not. The guy's just doing his job. The guy's just doing his job. Leave him alone. Like, what, he is not Mr. Costco. Yeah. He's I not mean, doing take, the policies. Take that up with your elected official. Take that up with Gavin Newsom. The, Hell, take the, it up the, with the manager. With the, with the, whomever, Costco, the, 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 the governor, CEO, the mayor, whatever. whatever. But don't take it up if you're against it, you uh, know. On the guy who's earning $8 an hour right, at the door. And, and put it on social media. Right. Because now you made that public and you put that man now in the epicenter of a public debate. And all he did was clock in for his and job. And he was there at his, at at his job. Like, yeah. I mean, come down, people. I, 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 I can't. I can't with the dramatics of this. Oh. <laughs> Pero yeah. bueno. The point, I wear your mask if you want to. If you don't want to wear the mask, don't wear the mask. And if that's you want to live and let live, get, baby. You know what? If you don't want to get vaccinated, that's another thing. If you don't want to get vaccinated, people don't, that don't want don't. to get vaccinated, don't. it's kind of like the people that watched Lost the first season. <laughs> people that watch, that don't, don't want to get vaccinated feel they need to have like, a, a like a public discourse like a, a press conference right to I everyone am not getting vaccinated and these are all the reasons why boo boo don't get vaccinated i don't care nobody's making you get vaccinated i am not mr pfizer yeah I, I don't care don't get vaccinated i'm neither johnson or johnson right <laughs> you know remember everybody when lost came out and you know there were people who were obsessed with the show and you would 
kindly tell them, no, I don't watch Lost. Well, but let me tell you everything that's going on at right. Lost. And, and I'm like, like I, I told you, I, I don't, don't watch Lost. And, and, I'm, and, and I'm okay. sort I'm of okay. on the same thing. I agree. It's like, you don't want to get vaccinated, don't Don't get vaccinated. vaccinated. That is fine. I don't care to know your reasons why. Yeah. Like, Listen, you have the freedom not to. Whatever. Speaking of freedom. Oh, God. So there was something else I kind of wanted to talk about bring George up. Michael? <laughs> There's something else I kind of wanted to bring up because, you know, I think we... What what episode are we on? 150... 157? In 157 episodes that we've done... <laughs> and plus. I sort of lose track a little bit about, like, every topic we've discussed, you know. I mean, we've talked about a lot of shit. We've so, probably yeah. talked about thousands of topics at this point in 157 episodes. Here we go. Um, there was something that I saw today, this week, that I thought was classic clickbait. And I fell for it. And... It, it was a little disappointing, the person who did it, because it's actually... I thought, I thought you were going to say it was disappointing that you fell for it. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm human. We all fall for clickbait. No, Whoever says they don't... Um... You're a liar, Blanche. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I've made this clear on the show. This is not a secret. Um, one of the kind of, I guess you would say, few Republicans or conservatives that I um, really like is um, Megan McCain. I think Meghan McCain, most of the time, is, you know, she really is giving a legitimate point of view um, of, of conservatives. Right. And based um, on her recent hairstyles, she learned that at the Council of Naboo. <laughs> um, and, you know, and say what you will, we live in a two-party co- country. It is what it is. and Or at least a main yeah, main two majority, parties yeah. and and I, I, I mean, I've said this before, even though I'm a Democrat, I'm a liberal, I think you know, our government works best when both parties are on their A game and when mm-hmm. both parties are paying, playing offense and defense as we've been for so many years, you know, that's when everybody gets screwed, right? Which, um, and I think that she is a very reasonable voice of mm-hmm. the right and of Republicans. And, and I, I actually do enjoy her, her perspective, listening to her perspective, even if I don't agree with it. Um, and you know, it's no secret that I watch The View religiously. You do really, <laughs> the, and CBS Sunday Morning. I don't think you've ever mentioned either of those things. Either of those things. But anyway, could you tell of you the listeners who your favorite singer is? I don't think we've heard that ever either. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Maria Conchita Alonso. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so earlier this week, she put on Twitter, and I want to talk about this, but then about click Megan, Megan McCain, McCain. Okay. about this, and then. Um, Segway. Click wait, uh, clickbait in general. Okay. So earlier this week, Megan McCain put on Twitter, this is in reference to a interview that Prince Harry had on... Um, the, the, Dex, the Dex Shepherd podcast. podcast. Uh, I was to say Armless Alley. Um, <laughs> no, I think it's Ar- Armchair Expert. Armchair, yes. I listened to an hour and a half of it and I forgot the name of it. But well, Dex, Dex Shepherd has a podcast that it's about yeah. mental health and substance abuse. And this week... Prince Harry was on it and they had I think it was like an hour and a half hour and 45 minute great interview but Megan McCain puts on Twitter in reference to Prince Harry we fought a war in 1776 so we don't have to care what you say or think that being said (laughs) you have chosen to seek refuge from your homeland here and thrive because all that your country has to offer and one of the biggest things is the first amendment show some utter respect that was her retweet comment because she retweeted something from the Daily Wire, which is 
the Daily Wire is a news entity by Ben Shapiro, who is an like ultimate right wing okay. conservative, okay. and he was saying that Prince Harry called the First Amendment bonkers and like was slamming American rights. So I'm like, hmm. Okay. I hardly doubt that somebody would make a verbal somebody especially is British mm-hmm. will make an all out verbal attack on the First Amendment. So I'm like, let me listen to the interview. Okay. Which I did. Okay. And in the interview was great. You know, he talked about his upbringing and the traumas that he had from right, paparazzi right. and all that, losing how his mother how losing his mother and all that. What he said in reference to the First Amendment was that, because in England, you know, the, the tabloid press in England is notorious. I mean, oh, yeah. if you think it's bad here or there, it's 100 times worse. No. But in England, in, in the UK, they actually have a law that you can't photograph the children of celebrities. Isn't that also a law in California, I believe? I, it is, but I don't know if it's a law in California, but it's not a federal law. Okay, okay. Here. Got it, got it, got it. Um, so he was talking in the context of that how law. you know he's being him right, right, right. you know there there's um photographers everywhere wanting to take pictures of him and Archie and Dax Shepard was saying like yeah when Kristen and I go out with our kids it's like yeah. you know survival of the fittest you know cuz there's like all these people out there the kids and he was saying something as the first amendment as to in the in the context of that he didn't understand the first amendment um but he just didn't get how paparazzis can invade your privacy. Oh, that could be okay and because take, of the First Amendment. And, and, and take pictures of your kids. That That's like bonkers that you could do that. Right. And that, um, there, you know, people find loopholes. It falls under First Amendment. That is what he said, okay. right? He didn't attack the First Amendment. He didn't attack the Constitution. Basically, he said it's crazy that they can do this and use the First Amendment as protection. Right, right. As somebody who's lived in the public eye all my life and have been hounded by paparazzis, I have firsthand knowledge. Right, right. right. That's what he was explaining. So the reason I bring this up is because, you know, she went on and and tweeted something that Megan McCain McCain, that was completely, completely out of context. Out of context. And I actually commented on it, which I generally never do on Twitter because I think Twitter is evil and vile. It's really. I've only been saying that for the last four years. No, it really. Thank you for joining me. The only reason, I mean, full disclosure, the only reason I joined Twitter recently is because I've I've kind of dived into the political world in terms of work uh, and career wise and um, in it is politics the place to be. It you is gotta the place be in Twitter yeah. but it's, it's horrible it's Twitter's a cesspool awful, I've awful. always said this awful now you know why I would say this but anyway so back to clickbait it's just so disingenuous and so sort of annoying how people just completely take something out of context, put whatever headline they want, and we live in a world now that nobody's going to stop and read the actual article or listen to the whole interview like I did. And this is how, quote, fake news makes its its hold because people then in the Twitter universe or or Blogspear, you know, start retweeting and fighting about things that they base an opinion on one sentence. Right, right. Out of context. Yes. It's so annoying. Yeah. Welcome to 2021. So annoying. So, Megan McCain, do better. You, you, you're you <laughs> smarter than that. So, okay. Moving right along. Feeling fancy free. What is that? That's from the Muppet movie. Fun and fancy free? Isn't that Disney? No, no, no. There's a Muppet movie. There's, there's a song where it says, Moving right along. Doom, doom, doom. Feeling fancy free. Okay. So... 
this past week. Vista Miss Universo. I did not. That's funny because I saw somebody, I think Enrique Santos posted something about it. And I was immediately, my first thought was, I can't remember the last time I watched a beauty pageant. Okay. So Miss Universe was this week. And um, there wasn't like the top eight were all Latinas. There usually are at least half of them Latina. Um, but I bring this up for another reason. So Miss Universe was this week. And generally, Miss Universe is usually like, I, I'm going to go ahead and say the biggest beauty pageant. I think it's even bigger than Miss America. Well, I mean, it is the universe. Well, no, but it's also shown <laughs> internationally. and That is true. And, that is true. And it's like a big deal. Right. Um, across the globe. Correct. And it was aired on Telemundo. Okay. But it was not aired on NBC. It was not aired on any American channel. Or any English language any, channel. Any English channel. It was, it was online. Okay. And I found that really interesting. That makes sense to me, though. So let's talk about that for a minute. That makes total sense to me. So it makes sense to you in the sense that... Okay. Does it make sense to you in the sense that beauty pageants have been losing their luster and yes, their, yes. their ratings, obviously? The ratings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and, and so, for, so from that angle... So do we makes... need to bring Bob Barker back? <laughs> so, um, I'm always going to say yes to more Bob Barker. Um, no, but it makes sense to me just from a ratings perspective. And it's so but, interesting how my entire family watched Miss Universe. Well, and that's also why it makes sense to me that it was on Telemundo or right. a Spanish language. Right. Um, because for platform. Latin audiences, it's still a really big deal. It is still a big deal. And it's as we've said on this sh- on this show, Venezuela and Colombia, like those girls, like out of the womb, they're just already and, putting. And fake there's lashes. people that I follow on Instagram from Venezuela, Colombia, Peru, See? you know, different Latin American countries that they were like. On Instagram Live, were, yeah, yeah, yeah. they were like all into it. Yeah. You know, like Eurovision. You yeah. Know? <laughs> you know what? That's a great comparison, actually. Yeah. yeah. And and here, it, it, it wasn't aired. And then I, I remembered that Miss America, which is like, you know, the bread and butter of beauty pageants yeah, in terms yeah, of yeah. The like United American States, Pride and Miss America for a while. I don't know about now, but for, I know for a while there was not aired either on TV. It was, but it was on cable. It moved to cable. Not, I think. Not like, I don't know now, but I believe that the last channel that aired Miss America for a couple of years was um, CMT. Okay. So. I could be wrong. So, I mean, I know we're men talking about this, but. We can have opinions about things. But do you think that the era of beauty pageants is gone? Do you think it's, it's a dinosaur at this moment that we've moved on as a society? Um, do you think it's chauvinist? Do you think it's still uh, sexist? This is a public service announcement from the organization Fathers Who Want Better Gifts. Hey all, DJ here. On behalf of all the dads this Father's Day, I'm here to say we want better gifts. We want better gifts. Come on, we all love being the best dad. But do we really need a mug telling us so? Or better yet, a tie. Thanks to quarantine, people are barely wearing pants, much less formal wear. Come on. But you know what makes a great gift? A pair of the perfect jeans. No, no, no. That's really their name. The perfect jean. These soft, stretchy, and durable jeans come in several fits and use high-quality materials and techniques. And let's face it, most of us dads gained a few pounds during COVID, so we could use a little room in our pants these days. 
And the best thing about giving the perfect jeans for Father's Day, you can save cash while doing it. Visit theperfectgene.nyc today and use PERO20 for 20% off your first order. That's right. Dad will be proud you save 20% using PERO20 on his gift. So this Father's Day, get your perfect dad or dad figure, the perfect gene, and use code PERO20 for 20% off your first order. Happy Father's Day. So I think first of all, you know, um, it's the era of scholarship programs. Well, but Miss America's um, <laughs> always been a scholarship program. No, no, I know, but that's what we're calling them now, right? As opposed to beauty pageants. I think that we're in a time right now where that's no longer like a big draw. I think you're also living in a time of a quote, of quote unquote being woke, where you know a woman is not supposed to be just you know judged or, or or perceived based on her looks and what is beautiful and what is beauty and all this that and the other and then let's not forget that i i'm pretty sure he's not has anything to do with it now but you know miss universe was also at one point owned by donald trump yeah so i'm sure there's also a certain level of i don't want to touch that in you know from american uh, or english language you know maybe but i'm just saying these are i'm saying all of these things together but, but the it's a perfect storm to 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 shove these types of things off. Right, but he hasn't owned it since 2015. Oh, okay, okay. So okay. it's been a while. Okay, okay. And um, just remember a couple of years ago when the whole Steve Harvey thing happened that he put the wrong... The wrong name. Yeah. The wrong name. Yeah. I, th I thought that was a publicity stunt. You think so? Yeah, I, I think so. Like... You don't think it's because he couldn't see over his mustache? <laughs> I don't know. Every, and it worked because everybody was talking about this it this is true day. this is true uh, it became a but, meme but I think yeah I think ya la época de beauty pageants is do you think that because this is really like the question what I want to like really focus on do you think that in 2020 2021 you know the women that go on this on these beauty pageants mm -hmm. you know most of them are very accomplished career women so it's just not I mean a, they, a yeah, pretty fix right right right, right. right. These, these are these are students these are do you think that it's still sexist? Um. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So I'm going to remove my my personal views from this because I don't think it's sexist, but I understand how it can be seen that way. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it's sexist because I'm of the mind where it's just like, listen, 
if I meet certain qualifications and I can go and potentially win some money to help me finish my studies, fuck it, let's do this, right? right? But I I can understand how people are are like, look, it's sexist because it's it's just valuing a woman based on her looks, even though there's a talent competition and a question a question and answer and all of that. And you know, I think obviously it has evolved in a way. I think that mm-hmm. it wasn't before, even when we were kids. You know, it was. The question and answer session was famously mocked. You know, it's just like, you know, how would you achieve world peace? Like, you know, was, I think that the questions this year were pretty good. But that's what I'm saying. It's evolved. You yeah. know what I mean? In, in that regard. So, but I think at the crux of it, they exist because they were, I mean, they're called beauty pageants. They're not called brain pageants. Right. We don't have male you versions know, of it. You know, it's so funny that my, my parents watched it. My parents love all these beauty pageants and they got really into it. Oh, really? And, yeah. Really into it. And they get a f- mad when their favorite doesn't get. The next day, my mom's like, I mean, no me gusto. And I'm like, why? She's like, because they asked them too many questions. I don't want to hear them talk. <laughs> they're there because they're pretty, you know? And I'm like, wow, mom, woman, like. <laughs> so so your mom would not have had lunch what a with, 19, Gloria, what with a, Gloria Steinem. What a 1950s attitude to have about that subject. I, she's like, see, see, see. Because I was saying They're thinking how, too much. That's I was saying how, feet. like. In the questions this year, I, I saw... What were some of them? Do you remember? I saw... A, a lot of them were like, how would you have handled COVID if you would have been a, a leader? Okay, that's fair. That's leader. a fair question. Um, I think one of them was like, how would you handle the Palestinian, like, Israeli... Like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, they were like really heavy Legit, questions. Yeah. And the, Peru, the the girl from Peru, I thought she hit it out of the ballpark. What was her question? Her question... I, I forget what they are. I think one was about COVID. Because one of them was asked by the judge... Okay. And then there was another round where it was like, what would you do about global warming? Okay. You know? Um, and she like hit it out of the ballpark in both in both quest- mm. answers. And they weren't like your typical like, I will buy everybody a puppy and I want peace and love. Right, 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 right. right. Um, and it's funny because my mom was like, ay, yo no quiero que ella hablen. Esto debe ser si la mujer es bonita y fina. And I'm like, oh. Here we go. That's true. These so, Paris. I have mixed feelings about it, mm-hmm. right? And again, this is from a male perspective in the sense that, you know, I feel that this is something that women... Well, I, I, women we've, never, we've never judged we, the same way as women. We, women are... Right. We haven't had the experience of women. You know, we, we don't deal with what women have to deal with uh, of being you know, belittled and, and, and all that, because I mean, I've talked about it here, yeah. you know, in my career, when I used to do litigation, you know, they wouldn't take female attorneys as seriously. And, and I can't tell you, secretary I or... can't tell you how many times, like, you know, I had a few cases that when you go to depositions and hearings, you see the same attorneys or right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. you see the same attorneys over and over again. And I can tell you how many like women who were young, probably in their twenties or thirties, recent grads, um, you know, they would always think they were the um, the court reporter. And and yeah. I think that after a while, you know, in, in this case, law, that you busted your ass and went to law school yeah. and you made it as an attorney. It's fuck like, you. fuck you. It's like, yeah. what do you mean? Not that there's anything wrong with being a court reporter, but right. it's like... But the assumption is you're a girl. You right? must be. So those are all things that still exist. So obviously a woman would have a more, a, a better perspective on it. Do I think they're 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 sexist? Yeah, I think they're super sexist, sexist. And I mean, the foundation of these um, beauty pageants were strictly based on looks. And and I I think I mentioned this to you not too long ago that I found that just my opinion that the Miss America pageant, especially that has a talent competition, mm-hmm. I think that's demeaning. 
Why? Because I think that you have to... You're going out there to show that you're more than just a pretty face. That, oh, look, I could twirl. Or, oh, look, right. I could dance. And, and, and it's like, why do I need to show that I have a talent? It should be assumed that I... Can, can do something else. Can do something else other than just walk in a dress or in a bikini, right? Like I, I, I know that's not the conventional way of looking at it, but but okay, but I, but I get where you're coming from. But it's like okay, so now you're going on there to like also show that you are talented. I mean, that's what Star Search is for, exactly. <laughs> um, Which also had a spokesmodel competition. <laughs> they did, and an actor. <laughs> did any actor from Star Search like, make it? I don't. You know what? That's a great... I'm going to look that up. I have... I don't even remember the actor portion. When I said Star Search Now Singer, who do you think of? Brittany. Of course. And Destiny's Child. That's true. Which back then it was girls' time. Yeah. And Justin. Yeah. Um, but anyway, do I think it's sexist? Hell yeah, I think it's sexist. Right. Um, with that said, um, I think that it's, it's also an industry. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of women, very intelligent successful women uh, that this is what they want to do. Right. And nobody is making them do this. They are willing participants in this. So it's one of those things that like, I think it's sexist. I think the institution of it is sexist. I think it still stands for something that yes, it's evolved, but it's still antiquated, but it's still antiquated. And again, why has it evolved? Because it's like, Oh, we want to show now that women are also smart, but it's like, Okay, so you're so you're saying either just embrace the banality of it, of like embrace it, and just have it be just like you're pretty, and we're gonna judge you on being pretty. Yeah, it's like you or, know what? Or it, get rid it's of like, it it's like okay, let's be honest here. We know this is superficial, right? right? Embrace it. Embrace just, it. Just it's embrace superficial. It. Right. It's superficial. And if you're down for two hours of superficiality, which a lot of people are, hey, hey the Kardashians the, were on the air for exactly how long? for 17 years. <laughs> if you're down for this, you know what? That's a good the good point. I don't see that any different now, a beauty pageant, mm. any different than a, like keeping up with the Kardashians. A reality. You're presenting a reality of women that is completely manipulated, enhanced, and just It's not, not average. If it's nothing not else, average. it's not average. It's not average. And it's unattainable to a lot of people because right. a lot of these women that are in beauty pageants are like from the day they're born. They yeah, are, especially the global ones. Yes, they are, I don't want to say bred, but they are trained. They're groomed. To groomed, <laughs> yeah. groomed to do this. So yeah. it's not relatable to the average woman right um so if you want to present it in that way of like yeah this is fluff it's superficial it's sexist as fuck but you know what we don't give a shit it's two hours of a fun time uh, it's whatever it's stress up i think i would have it i would accept it more than oh no but we're gonna give you like hard questions to show people that you could be a beautiful successful woman and have brains it's like oh we're doing that we're still doing that like um, okay, I see where you're coming from. You know, I, I, I um, get it. But again, it, it's 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 a launching pad also for a lot of women. Look at Alicia Alonso. Um, uh, yeah, Machado. Um, Machado, Alicia Machado. Uh, Vanessa that, Williams. Uh, Vanessa Williams. It's a launching Gretchen pad. Carlson. And I think that a lot of women probably use it as that, as launching pads. Yeah, wasn't to, Halle, Halle Berry was a beauty uh, beauty contestant? She was. I think. I she, don't remember for what, but she was a beauty contestant. She was. And I think she won like her state. Or something like that. I think it was like Miss Teen USA or something like that. But you're right. She was a, a beauty queen. Um, so, yeah. I mean, if I don't have a problem with women doing it. I just think that I, this whole thing of like, oh, where you also have to show they're smart. It's like, right. We're not just about pretty. 
it's like whatever dude but you know again this is like two guys giving an <laughs> an opinion on on something that obviously a female would have a a, a different insight uh, on it let's but. talk about prostates <laughs> you know we've got them <laughs> prostates got one let's talk about it let's talk about prostates <laughs> prostate chat baby god what a horribly boring thing. oh my gosh like sweaty balls like <laughs> that's so funny you know i have to tell you snl just when you think SNL has peaked, it like comes back. It has its moments. It, it has it, its peaks it, and valleys. It, it, it ebbs and flows. Yeah. Did you see this week's? No. Okay. There was a skit. You have to see it this week. It, there was a Muppet Show skit. Is that why you were? Which was quoting Muppet, Muppet Babies or Muppet? Oh, the Muppet movie. No, no. Actually, it's just because I just always do that when I hear <laughs> moving right along. Um, but no, it's just a really funny skit. Just check it out, guys. It has, it's with the Muppets. It's with Keenan and. Keaton, oh my god, Michael Keaton. I can't remember the guy's name. From, Michael Keaton, Batman, the original. No, Batman. Chico from the. Oh my, oh my god, from the show on Comedy Central. Uh, Michael Ian Black. Thank you, Mike. Michael, no, not Michael Ian Black because it, no, but he's got three names. Michael, Michael Keegan. Yo no sé I don't know either. You know what? Let's just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, congratulations to friend of the podcast, yes. Luis Aguirre, um, hometown, hometown boy, boy, done good. Done very uh, good. He received a commendation today from local government for his efforts in um, you know, saving Biscayne, Biscayne Bay. Bay. Yeah, I mean, literally, that's the best way to put it, saving Biscayne Bay. Because that man, like, I think that if he had a big enough aquarium at his house, he would scoop up all the animals out of the bay and just put them there. Yeah. Until things were better. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting. I, I've, I've told you this story um, that, you know, sea level rise is something that <laughs> in Miami, it's a, a huge problem yeah. or, and it's going to it's going to continue no, to so no be an even forward. bigger problem. And um, I've told this to a, to a few people that a lot of the new um, construction in downtown Miami specifically it's being built already with sea level rise in 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 in, in, in mind. Um, I lived for many years. I lived at um, one of the condos across the AAA Marina Blue, and those five buildings there. It's you called. Did not use the right name. What isn't it called? Like Bitcoin Arena now, or what is it? I'm sorry. <laughs> FTX Arena, the former American Airlines Arena. Um, those, all those five buildings there, like Marina Blue, 900 Biscayne, 10 mm -hmm. Museum Park, Marquee, and the, the new one the, where mm -hmm. the Beckhams live, that's called the Biscayne Wall. And all those buildings, if you notice them. You're the first one who ever brought this up to me. When you are on street notice. level, yeah. if you look at all of them, you have to take stairs, steps, yeah. steps yeah. to get to the lobby. And that is by design because those buildings were designed that if the sea level rises, you could still access the main Building. lobby and the elevators. Um, the across the street, uh, the park, which now has the uh, the planetarium mm -hmm. and the Perez Art Museum. Yep. If you notice, both of those buildings were built on stilts. Yep, the notice. parking is under 
the parking is not under because oh we don't know what to put with the cars honestly i just thought it was aesthetics like no the parking is under i mean they, they, it, it looks worked pretty. out yeah, it yeah, worked yeah, out yeah. because there's not a parking building and the cars right you know there's more greenery but it, it was by design because the buildings are on stilts so it's i mean those buildings are literally on the water so yeah, if yeah. when there's flooding it won't flood the building. It would flood the basement, but not the building where the artwork and yes. you know the museum or the planetarium is at. Yeah. So, so these are all things that are being done because if things continue the way they are, I, ocean I, levels. Yeah, yeah. And if if you think that climate change is not a thing, I mean, last year and the year before those. What are they called? The not the red tide, but when all these like thousands and thousands of fish on Biscayne oh, yeah, Bay yeah, yeah, died, were dying. it was because of lack of around oxygen. Bayside because of lack of oxygen. In so the then all these like little boats had to come out and you know circulate the water, circulate basically. the water to add oxygen to it. It was a whole big mess. Um, so that's true. And um, yeah. I mean, I know we've had Louis Aguirre on the show a couple of times, um, but I would love to bring him back to and just talk, talk about, about the environment, yeah, climate change and the environment specifically. Um, because he, you know, he's from here, he's raised here. So I think he's a, a credible voice. Yeah. To, and, to and, he, and he walks the walk. He sure does. Cause oh yeah, mira que ese hombre, every freaking weekend he's out picking up trash. He's, mm -hmm. I don't know, with a pump circulating water to get oxygen. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's out there. Yeah, he is. Definitely he is. deserves the, the commendation. Yes, yes. So, Luis Aguirre, you know, good for you. I, yes. I, I feel we should have given him a last soda. I know, right? Like, now <laughs> I say it, I'm like, damn it, we missed the golden opportunity. Well, you know what? Here's a, You get a soda from us. You get a bonus soda. You get a, a bonus soda. Yeah. I don't like that. No? No. That sounds like, I don't know, a bonus, I don't know, like a when you get the turkey bonus in Thanksgiving... What's a turkey bonus? Chico, cuando empiezan a dar pavo en la Oh, like at your job, like yeah. they give you a turkey. Oh my gosh, I ne I'll do never forget. Do that? Well, when I worked at ADP, you know what's so funny? When I think of like certain times in my life, like when I worked at ADP, I, wor I worked at ADP, the payroll company, um, during college. my college years. Yeah. Best time. Great place <laughs> to work at. Um, and I, I'll, I'll never forget, but then I start thinking, oh shit, this is like 20 years ago. <laughs> like, I'll never forget that they, they for Thanksgiving, they gave us... Uh, a turkey. A turkey. And they, they, you know, they call my department and they're like, oh, go downstairs to get your turkeys. And I remember the Butterball truck was there, oh, wow. you know, with like 5,000 million frozen turkeys. And I'm like, oh, can I have more than one? And they gave me like three turkeys. You took three turkeys? I sure did. Pero... I sure did. Bueno, okay, tu familia es un batallón. Yes. And I put them in my car and two or three hours later when I went home, they were still frozen. <laughs> But you know that was like 20 years ago. The world wasn't as hot as it is now. That's so, true. Yeah. So going going back to Luis Aguirre, you know, those turkeys would have been thawed. They would have been. Yeah, thawed. y teníamos mira el pavo for Thanksgiving. Después pavo para la crema para hacer fricasse. You know, ugh. Fricasse de pavo, no, 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 no. I like fricasse de pollo. I don't like fricasse de nada. I do. I like fricasse de pollo. I don't like fricasse. I just I don't. I don't. Ugh. And then my mom for years would just make fricasse every day for her, and then she put it in the fridge, and that shit doesn't get cold pretty, you know? Oh yeah, it's always got a film. Yes, and it's, it's like, like gelatinous. It's not cute. Ugh. It is not a cute thing to look I, at. I hate my parents' refrigerator. <laughs> my parents. Okay, you know what my parents do? I've never seen this before. Okay, listeners, if you have seen this before, maybe they have. Let me know. And our listeners will let us know. Okay. So, 
Esto es cosa de viejo. No, yo te dije que es cosa de viejo, pero it isn't because even when my parents were younger, they right. still did this. So let's say that today my dad is cooking. Okay. And he's making chicken. Okay. Right? And he discards like the skin and like whatever part of the chicken. You know what he does? He puts it in like a, you know, a plastic you know, supermarket bag. They said, okay, right, right, right. Okay. And he puts it in the fridge, in the freezer to freeze. Because if he throws it away in the dumpster in the back, by the time trash day comes around, it's going to smell bad and attract animals. So when you open up the fridge, okay, there is a bunch of like discarded no, okay, frozen no, like no, meat no. residue. Eso cosa de Carlos Roja. Because know. you know what? You guys do not live and in medio del monte that the raccoons are all going to come and the bears to come and take things out of your cottage. I don't know. There's a lot of possums around my parents' house. Yeah, but possums don't like open things. I don't know. So it's so annoying. I've never heard of that in my yes, life. Yes, it's so annoying. I've never heard of that in my life. Yes, right now. yes. And then they, you open up the freezer and then it's like, oh, you know, pretty bottles of, you know, quarts of ice cream. No, we have frozen meat residue. And it's like, oh, gross. and I'm like, Papa, what esta mierda? You know, like, <laughs> that is great and yes. disgusting all at the same time. Yes, it's so annoying. And then, for example, a, <laughs> for example, you'll open up the fridge and there'll be like half a lemon that was cut like four days ago. And yeah, it's already wrinkled and like oh, it's whatever. hard. Yes. And I'm like, why is this here? No, porque eso todavía tiene jugo. Just throw the damn thing away. I know like, that lemon prices have gone up. And I can understand keeping it if you're going to use it like the next day. Yes. You know, but like, yeah, after a week. And yes. I'm, I'm guilty of that, but I'm guilty of that more just out of like laziness and not remembering. Yes. Like I'll put it away with the intention of like, I pausalo después. Yes. And let's not even talk about los platanos. And then two. What about the plata? Okay, so I realize that I'm I'm super picky because I'm the type that I if if my no, banana you and your bana yeah if you my banana has one freckle I'm not you will it. not eat it no yes. I like I, my my banana practically green yes but I, I realize that that's me yeah. but I find that my parents and a lot of like older Cuban people they love the banana brown. Ew. And my parents have a basket of bananas and platano. And they're all like brown and shit. And I'm like, what happened to yellow bananas but and yellowish greenish? That's only good for like banana bread. I know, but my parents are Cuban. My parents don't make banana bread. <laughs> Didn't everybody make banana bread last year? <laughs> okay. Tell me a Cuban. And I'm not talking about first generation. My mother. But your mom was no. Your mom was raised here. <laughs> Tell me a Cuban, un cubano de verdad que se creó en Cuba and came here. Got some banana makes, bread. You know, banana bread. Banana nut bread. Tell me. Find me. Prove me wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> you know what, listeners? You have a task. <laughs> no, or I love I love when, whenever I make like simple things and I take them to my parents' house, like the lemon poppy seed muffins. Uh -huh. Ay, que cosa más rica. I'm like, they're lemon poppy seed muffins. That's like... Two steps and yeah, but that's but that's such a foreign concept. Yeah, or or like the orange cranberry muffins, and then you know what I do? Well, because then you're just mixing two fruit. You're no, but then what, what I do when I make the orange cranberry muffins is that, and and I do it from a mix. Okay, so yeah, it's, yeah, not, so it's not, not. I do it from a mix, but what I do is that then I I add like orange zest. You're, you're like semi homemading it. I I add like orange zest to the top, right. just to you know a little kick. Right. Ay, que cosa más rica! And it's like oh. <laughs> And the chicken bones in the freezer. And then, and then, oh, oh, another thing about my house. Hashtag. I am loving hearing this while I'm aquí me siento. Hashtag. In, in, in the growing, up, growing up Cuban. Hashtag growing up, you know, Hispanic. 
in my house, and I'm sure this I'm pretty sure is across the board with a lot of people, especially here in Miami. Right? Okay. la casa. You know, they have that, you know, basket or thing, the fruta. Okay. No, mijito. Ahí no hay ninguna naranja. Pero naranja agria. There's like 20 of them. Pero a freaking or normal orange for me to eat? No. But we have, you know, naranja agria for days. And it's like, how much more are you going to make with this naranja agria? ¿Para qué tú quieres tanta naranja agria? Like, tell me. Like, why? Why do we have like 10 of them? Are you roasting a pork this weekend? No, you're not. So why do we have 10? No, porque estaban en fresco. Estaban en fresco. 10 por 2 dólares. I'm like, okay, exactly. Well, it's not like you're going to make, you know, naranja agria juice. (laughs) Or naranja agria slushies. Yeah, I don't like eating oranges. I love orange juice. I don't like eating oranges. Oh, I love orange in any way I could get it. I don't like eating oranges because I always feel like... I'm just, I don't know. It's like the, all the little veins. And then there's always a seed you have to spit out. It's just too much trouble. Or, 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 again, hashtag growing up Cuban, hashtag growing up. I think it's up, growing up gorgeous. Growing, I don't growing know. Up. Or, again, the fruit basket, right? Let's, let's, we're talking about the fruit okay, basket. This is the female fruit right, basket. The fruit basket. Okay, this is what we're doing. So, oh, no, no. Those aren't cherries and grapes. Those are mamoncillo. You know, like, have you ever had a mamoncillo? My parents have a mamoncillo tree in the backyard. Okay, so you've had them. I, I have mixed feelings about my mamoncillo. I don't mind the taste. The texture kind of freaks me out a little bit. Why? It's like super slimy. Oh, well, yeah. It's like this is what it feels like to eat a goldfish. But it's like a lychee. I don't like that either. Oh, I think okay. lychees are kind of gross. All right, actually. well, there you go. There you go. And I'm not having no lychee ice cream. For... I like lychee martinis. Oh, when I went to when I went to Hawaii, everything was like lava, macadamia nuts, and lychees. It's like, oh, what the hell food were you eating that was lava? <laughs> but just like everywhere you went was like lava. <laughs> Sir, would you like a bowl of lava? Lava like, hot what? liquid magma. You know? what the- <laughs> and then everything else was macadamia nuts, and I I like I love macadamia I, nuts. No, I so like I macadamia nuts. No, no, I like them too. But when everywhere you go, it's macadamia nuts, macadamia nuts, macadamia nuts. I love pineapple. I love dole. I do love pineapple. Yes, but when I went to that dole plantation, I was like, okay, I've had enough pineapple for like the next decade. But I, I did have a dole whip. I don't. I don't care for dole whips. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, back to the, um, you know, Cuban fruit <laughs> I don't basket. know where we were going on this one. But it's like, so so basically, the fruit basket in my parents' house is blacked plantains and... Naranja. No, black plantains and bananas that already have one or two flies around them. Um, naranja agria y mamoncillo. And I'm like, okay, so we're like, where's the cherries? And like the... Es que eso no existe en Cuba. And I'm not being facetious when I say that. And then, you know, you open the door and it's like frozen, discarded meat. Frozen, froze, frozen chicken carcass. Yes. And That's so appetizing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Although I will say, you know what? I'm going to go on record as saying that you, you made chicken salad earlier today and it was freaking delicious. It is. It was. You, I love chicken salad. That is one of my favorite things in the world. You, you, saw, you saw what... Um, and your chicken salad, sir, was yes, phenomenal. My chicken salad is pretty awesome because yes. it's rotisserie. Mm. So it already comes with flavor. So oh, good. that reminds me. You know what we have to talk about this show? What? Friends. Well, we gotta have friends. No, Chico, friends. I know. I'm being facetious. Actually, no. We can talk about it next week. Okay, I guess we'll talk about it next week. Are you excited about it? Um, I mean, I'm okay about it. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like... I'm looking forward to it, but I'm not like, ah, 
you know, like excited about it. I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited about it because I had told you. I told you I don't need a reboot of well, this. Well, I love how they're doing it. I love how they're doing it. It's just it's 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 just them it's, getting together and talking about the I show. told you I want a career retrospective. That, yes, I because I think around. that what people want to do is see the six of them together. Sit down and talk about the show. That's what they want. Yeah. Because throughout the years we we've gotten the three women all the time. You we got we came close to having five at one point for the James Burroughs tribute. Yes, and then Matthew Ch- Perry Chandler was, was stuck in was on in TV England or something. We've come close, but we've never had the six of them together. Right, right. And I think that's what people want. No, um, I agree. And and um, I loved, I, I imagine that it'll probably be a similar format to the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion. Because it's also on HBO Max. And that was so, great. Yeah. That was That was great. a great retrospective. Great. What I'm trying to like figure out now is, because I'm sure they're going to rebuild the set. I will it be Central Perk? Central, or will it be, I think it'll be Central Perk. Yeah? I think not it, the apartment? I think it's just logistically, if you're going to have people sitting around to talk, Central Perk makes sense because you've got the couch and then the two. Well, but the apartment could. No, no, but it, but it's but it's easier. It's just that if it's the apartment, then it's not going to be consistent with the way the show ended. Okay, but this is not a continuation of the show, right? No, but I mean, if you want to go there, I think Central Perk just makes sense. I think just logistically, it's 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 easier and quicker. Right. I would rather have the apartment. Really? Yeah. I would much rather have Central Perk. Yeah. No, you know why? I generally don't like their Central Perk um, scenes. Is it because you don't like coffee? That's why. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited about it. And you know what? I think it's going to be Central Perk. I, I really, yeah. really do. Also because, remember, Central Perk has been touring as part of the Friends pop-up experience. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of a built-in, yeah. like, you know, like, just bring the fucking couch over. like. Yeah. Um... I'm really looking forward to it, and I love, 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 love that Ross's parents are going to be there. Ross and Monica's parents. Oh, wait, who played who played the guy, um, his father Elliot Gould? Yes, okay, yeah. Mr. Barbara Streisand. I think I always forget that. Yeah, he. Yes. I, I think Barbara Streisand's son, son is, is his, his kid. Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you and know Christina Pickles. Yes, Christina Pickles. Who now I see Christina Pickles in a completely different light. See, I you think of her now from saying elsewhere. Yes. I always thought of her as a sorceress from the live action He-Man movie. Oh no. Because she was. And I'm gonna bring up Saint Elsewhere a little bit later. Um, but I'm I love that they're there. And you know what I was saying the other day that um and you know, listeners who are um, you know, um fans, fans of friends, maybe you know, I would love to know what you think about this. I think that they could have had a spin-off. The parents? Yes. I don't know. They were hilarious. But see, I always say this. I always say this about because characters. Because they were small. Right, like small doses, right? Like yeah. people, like uh, another similar thing that people always say, like, you know, oh my God, Jack and Karen could have been a spinoff and blah, blah. Like people always want to spin off like the secondary characters. Mm-hmm. And my argument is always, but do we love them because we, because they're not the lead of a show? Because the minute that you're the lead of a show, your dynamics have to change. You can't. That just, is true, but you look, can't just be the right, joke. Right, that's you true. But look how many line. secondary characters have been spun off to successful, right shows. Right, but it's okay. Like for instance, the first one that pops to mind is actually Good Times. Good Times mod. No, no, no. But, but Good Times is the first one that pops to mind. The character of Florida also. I don't think that she was so well defined mm-hmm. on mod. I mean, they basically took her and put her in an entirely different city with a whole family that nobody had known she had before, and nobody really blinked. Because I don't think that she was so def- 
find in in the show of Ma, like, on Ma. I, I I I understand wow. what you're saying, and and I'm not saying I'm I don't disagree with with that. Um, I just think that they were hilarious. Oh, I agree. Russ's parents. Oh, I agree. Russ I just hope Gunther is on the show. He is. On... Oh, he is. He is. Oh, he is. Okay. He is. It's funny because I remember when the last episode aired. I'm like, I I wonder if there's going to be some closure with like Gunther. Gunther. And there was. Yes, there was. There was. What's the, do you have favorite episodes? Uh, you know, I used to, and I honestly at this point, like I. They're, I've seen them so much that they're kind of blending together a lot of mm-hmm. times. I I have like favorite moments. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I have a favorite episode at this point. My so my all time favorite episode is the episode with the transponder. Oh, the game. The game. The, the game. I I lose my shit in that. That's scene. not even a word. And it's so funny because that's that's like season two. That's season three. Um, and in that um. Is also the episode where I think Phoebe gets pregnant. Yeah, where she announces. Are you yeah, in their little yeah. fetus? In nine months, will you come and greet us, and we'll buy you some, some Adidas. Adidas? But that, because I love every moment of it. Like it I just love, all lines I love, up. I love when it's like all things relative. You know, <laughs> what is the name on the TV guide? Chandler Bong. How many Miss mo- <laughs> Chandler Bong? I love, I love, how many towels does Monica have? Guess. Fancy guess. No guess. Fancy, fancy, fancy guess. <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> like I love it. I love it. I love it. So I. That's my favorite. My almost tied with first, which that entire episode is a riot. Which was one of the last episodes, because that's another thing with Friends. Friends never jumped the shark. Friends was always funny. In fact, I told yeah, you this was Friends was way funnier at the end than it was at the beginning. The first two seasons of Friends, I don't care for. I I thought Mo- Monica and the first couple of seasons of Friends, I did not like her whatsoever. Because they, the they were trying to figure her out. By the end, Monica was probably my favorite character. They were trying to figure her out yeah, the character. She was probably my favorite character at the end. That show, I will say, if that show was released in the last 10 years, mm-hmm. it would not have gone along this long. You think so? Because starting, I mean, when it first came out, it was a, it was a success. But I don't think season one was a, a like gangbusters to the degree to the degree that we remember it being. I think it was a slow success. No, I think Friends was. Huge. I think season two was no. where it just it, 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 it shot out. Of- it, I mean, you could make the argument that it grew and grew and grew, but Friends was a hit from the very beginning. Because I remember the first season of Friends, I didn't really care to watch it. And everybody watched it. And it was one of those like, oh, everybody's watching Friends and I'm not. Um, I just, I didn't, I don't really like any of them in the first couple of seasons. But when the characters were more developed. Right, right. As you go on. It's just because when Ross, like I was going to tell you, my second favorite, like almost first uh, favorite episode. But like right there is the episode when Jennifer Coolidge guest stars. As her friend. I've never taken any dance classes. I've never taken any dance classes. (laughs) Oh, you look positively ghastly. (laughs) Smell me. (laughs) It's my natural set. That episode, which is also the episode when Ross goes to the tanning booth. Oh, was this place the sun? That, That is one of the best Chandler moments. That's what I'm saying. Like, There's just a lot of moments for me. Like... For example, in the I think it's the first episode of the last season when they're at the resort in Bermuda, I think it is, or Barbados, that where they where he's going to the symposium. Yes, and Monica has the braids. It's a sight for the eyes. 
and the ears. That is like a riot. I was like, riot. And then, of course, one of my favorites is you, you, you threw away my sandwich. Oh, the, the, the voice sandwich. My sandwich. I, like, I love also the last Thanksgiving episode. Was that? That's when they when they That's find not... out that they're having the baby, Monica. And oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the part where where uh, Jennifer, where Rachel and Phoebe and Joey and Ross are in the hallway because <laughs> they had gone to the beauty pageant, the Little Miss Darling, and they had got the the oh. guys had gone to a Knicks game. <laughs> that whole dynamic that goes on in the highway is a riot. And the, and the oh, hallway boy. is a riot. But I, the first couple of seasons, I, again, the characters weren't that developed. They were figuring and, it out, and I didn't. I didn't care for it. Like one of their most famous episodes is the first season's Thanksgiving episode with the football. Oh yeah, we're and feeding, I'm like, we're when that comes on, it's like next. <laughs> like, but I'm very much looking forward to it. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very much to looking forward to it. And I think that that show, part of the success of that show, because to me this is important, is that they all were really good friends, and they and, still like each other, and they still like each other, and they're still yes. very good close because. Yeah. Which is very, very important because on this reunion, I'm assuming that they used a lot of, you know, probably a lot of lights. And as we know, Jennifer Aniston is severely dehydrated. Yes. So you need five people on lookout at yeah. all times. Like, doesn't it bother you a little bit? Not that I was invested in Sex and the City like I was in Friends. But doesn't it bother you a little bit that, like, that, it, that it's not your as, friend? Um, that, that, that Kimmy? Um, your friend Kim Cattrall, like, hates them? Hates, yeah. I mean... And you could tell there's bad blood there. Yeah, it's not like, uh, well, we had a misunderstanding. And they're indifferent like, about it, whatever. You right, could tell no, there's bad blood. She's like, die. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I get it. Yeah. You know, I understand. Um, but yeah, looking forward to the friend reunion. Well, I am looking forward to the last soda. Yes, we're thirsty. Wow, we hadn't had an episode just you and I in a while. I know, it's been a while, baby. I like it's just it. you and me. Yes. You and I. Just sweet thirsty. Okay, well... Do go you first. want to go first? Go first. So I'm going to go first. I'm going to give it to a show that I've been binging on lately. Because, again, one of the things that I've started doing since I work from home now is I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to watch this series, whether I've seen it before or kind of see it in, in, in starts and in, you know fits and bursts. So I'm actually watching Ugly Betty. The okay. Which version of Ugly Betty? Ugly Betty. Not Betty La Fea. Mm-hmm. I'm watching Ugly Betty with, with America, with America Ferreira. And I'm going to give my last soda to, to just Ugly Betty. It, it really, it's not that old of a show. Though. It's probably older than I think it is. It's probably a good like 10 years old, if nothing else. But, you know, it was a show that had a really big minority cast, if you really stop and think about it. I mean, the whole the, the, the Suarez family was all Latinos. You know, America Ferreira, Ana Ortiz, eh, Tony Plana, Cuban-American. Um, you know, her nephew was not just Latino, but he was, you know, a... a just flamboyantly, openly gay kid. There was, you know, Vanessa Williams. Vanessa who, Williams. I didn't watch that show, but all this time man. that I saw her, she was freaking amazing on that show. She, she was the show. She was the show. Yeah. You know, but, and and on top of that, I actually found out after the fact, um, well, Sama Hayek was one of the executive producers. And one of the, the I think the creator was uh, a gentleman called Silvio Orta, who, he was actually from Miami, a uh, Latino. Unfortunately, he, um, he, passed away a couple of years ago i think like maybe a year or two ago um from an overdose here in actually in the miami hotel um 
but it's just it's interesting to see that this show you know it, it's a, it's a fairy tale farce type situation set obviously in New York at a fashion magazine but it's everything is heightened you know and it, and it totally knows what its aesthetic is and it runs with it it embraces it um but it's just nice to see like this whole scenario where this it really does center around this Latina and and this you know Latin, Latin family who are not showing up trying to be Latino. Mm. They just, it just are. It is what it is. They are a Latin family living in Regal Park, Queens. You know, uh, the, the older sister, you know, is always throwing the Spanglish in there and it's done properly. And so, you know, I, it's just very enjoyable. And so I'm, I'm, I'm just still on season one. And also, Judith Light is in it. Hello. Rebecca Romaine. Hello. I mean, yeah. what, what more do you want? People? You know that America Ferreira... And, and it's a packet the way out that, like, again, you know, we were talking a little while ago about mm-hmm. Miss Universe and all that. I've always found that she's so pretty. Yeah. And she's not what you would consider a quote unquote traditional. Like, tra- I don't even want to say traditional, like, you know, like the beauty pageant, you know, mainstream, mainstream, like, va va boom woman. But I've always thought she's so freaking cute. Like, she's so cute. She's Did so you ever see, pretty. Uh, Roman have curves? No. That was her first motion picture. It was an independent film. It was her, um, actually, and then her mother in that was played by the actress who played Yolanda in Selena. Oh no! Um, but it's a, it's a it's a very nice movie. And then I always think of her actually. Like as, if you were working at Cloud Nine, wouldn't you have had a crush on Amy? Of course. Yeah, because at the end of the day, everybody wants to seek Amy. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Brittany was right. <laughs> Greatest prophet of our time. You like that? I. You know what? <laughs> I got nothing more to say after that. I'm <laughs> passing the baton to you, sir. Because so, after that, I got nothing. Um, <clears throat> so, um, for my last soda, uh, I mentioned a little scene elsewhere a little while ago. Yeah. I think I mentioned this in a in a few episodes ago. So, I I have this goal that one of the few I have a very very busy busy life, and I'm not going to complain about it um, <laughs> because if I, you know what because if. You, people it's, always but it's, com- not, it's not a complaint. It's just a people always complain that they're busy, right? But when you're not busy, then you complain that you're not busy, right? Right? And at least when you're busy, you're getting shit done, right? Right? And I have a very busy life, as you know. I live and die by my calendar. This now, is true. I've gotten to the point in my life that when you want to do something, I'm like, hold on, let me check my calendar. And it's color coded. And it's color coded. I love. It. Isn't it colorful? It is very colorful. Um, and one of the few hours in the day that I have to myself is when I get home. From having taken Tristan to work because to, to school because school, in the morning I have to you know get him uh, take him to school and then I come home and drop him off. From the time I drop him, I get back home to the time I actually get dressed and leave to work. There's like I have like an hour and a half of like time just for me, no phone ringing, nobody calling, you no. Know? For the record, I know this and I try not to call you at that time. So my goal is that that hour and a half, I'm gonna use it to watch old shows right like like i've told you i've always wanted to watch dallas and right like right, all that right, stuff. right so the show that i've been watching for like the last three or four months is um i think i've said it before is um seen elsewhere which was a hospital drama that ran from 82 to 89 and it's considered one of the greatest shows of all time dramas of all times and i would always see it in the list of shows to watch yeah. um Critically so i was like i was and and bueno I've told you everybody that was in the Screen Actors Guild, active <laughs> member of the Screen between Actors those years. Guild, between those years, appeared on that show because you know it's so funny that show started in 1982. Right? You know who was a guest star in 1982 on that show? Candace Cameron. Wow. She was, she was like, like four. She was like 
six years old. And you know what? I actually started thinking. I'm like, this was before before her brother made it big. Because Growing Pain yeah. started in 85. So yeah. I'm like, Candace Cameron... Was acting before Kirk. Before Kirk Cameron. I was like, I was like wait, what? But anyway, in St. Elsewhere, one of the characters, Dr. Daniel Oshlander, which is one of like the best characters of the show, was played by Norman Lloyd. And he died this week at 106. Wow. God bless. And he, he actually was the world's oldest... Uh, working actor. Oh. He was on train uh, train spotting with Amy Schumer and train wreck. Uh, train wreck. Tra- train uh, spotting train spotting. Was- <laughs> with Amy Schumer and all that like in 2010 or 2012. Oh, wow. He was working until like he like he would he has entries I think on IMDb or whatever until like 2 or 3 years ago. He was working well into his hundreds. And God bless. um he was like he worked with Orson Welles. So, like, that, so he when, goes back. When I, when I found out that he had worked with Orson Welles, I was like, but how old is this man? I'm like, yeah, he's 106. Like, <laughs> it tracks. It tracks. Yeah, like, but you know, it's like, you know what? Life well lived. Yeah. 106. And um, he passed away this week. And you know, um, he's one of the best characters. It's funny because St. Elsewhere started, it started in 82. So it started already like 38, 39 years ago. Um, and on that show, he's like on the brink of retirement, but he was like old. He was like, shit, yeah. He was like seven, like 70, right? Shit, you're right. When that yeah, show yeah, started. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And it's not in the show, it's not like, yeah, like, viejo, yeah. right? And and it's like, oh, but he still like he didn't kick the bucket for like another 40 years. Like shit. So you know what? My last coat goes to him. Life well lived. Yeah. So, you know. So well, I, I'm, I'm actually contemplating when I finish St. Elsewhere, which I still have a bit to go, what I'm going to watch next. I'm in between L.A. Law. Okay. I'm between L.A. Law, Murder, She Wrote. Murder? <laughs> Murder, She Wrote, and like... What I really want, the reason why I'm doing this and what the show that I really want to watch is Dallas. I say go with Dallas. But the thing with Dallas is that Dallas ran for 15 years. So here's the thing. I think you can do Dallas and sprinkle it with Murder, She Wrote. Because Murder, She Wrote was a different mystery every week. I mean. So it's not like there's a storyline. You know what I mean? Dallas is a commitment. Like. Although I will say, have you heard the, the, the fan theory that Murder, She Wrote is really just a story about um, Jessica Fletcher being a serial killer? You know what? With the whole thing of seeing elsewhere and the Tommy uh-huh, Westfall uh-huh. universe, I'll believe anything. The whole theory is that, like, you know, que, que, que que everywhere she goes, somebody dies. <laughs> Dallas had 357 episodes. That's going to take me like two years to watch. I say bite the bullet and just do Dallas. Yeah, yeah, because I've been saying this for years. You have, you have, like, and now I mean, again, it, 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 listen, it's always going to be three hundred and fifty something you know episodes. The problem with Dallas is that Dallas is on Hulu, and Hulu has like twenty five minutes of commercials, so it's like, oh, oh, I'm playing my little violin for you. No, 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 first no, world no, problem. No, 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 it's not even the commercials. That it's like with the show. Plus the commercials, it adds, it adds, it adds up. Yeah. Like th- I, I'm gonna get to like retirement age and still be watching Dallas. I think that's great. <laughs> but it's like Dallas. Star- this is what I think. Dallas started the year we were born. Yeah, and it ended when we were middle school. 
I say embrace it. It ended, I say, it, it ended. It started in the seventies and ended in the nineties. I say bite the bullet. So you think I should take on Dallas? Take on Dallas because I I watched the first like. You know what you might want to do with Dallas? Maybe what you can do with Dallas is do like a season and then take like two weeks off to do like Murder She Wrote, mm-hmm. like a palate cleanser. Because I did, I I watched like the first three or four episodes of La Law and it was like really good. And then what I also watch at night, mm-hmm. like when I'm gonna go to bed and I want to tone it down. I watch Miami Vice. When you want to tone it down, you watch Miami Vice. Yeah. Nothing like watching drug dealers from the 80s in Miami. We lived through it. I guess the fact that we're still alive to tell the tale is well, very we soothing. Kids, so, you know. Listen, kids got massacred at daylight. Yeah, that's true. So, anyway. <laughs> bueno. I, we should totally put this like another thing. What should DJ watch next? Yes. That is that is this week's uh, question. <laughs> anyway. Uh... This was a this was a fun one. Yes. We hope everybody uh, listened, laughed. No, we wait. Yes, how does, we hope you, everybody. Li- I, wow, man, you. Oh yeah, my. We hope everybody listened, laughed, and learned. And remember to grab your patelito, your croqueta, and your cafecito. And thank you for joining us, everybody. Yep, this was episode one fifty seven. Have a great weekend, everyone. Pero Friday. Woo, woo, woo. And keep an See eye out for week. our next bim bam boyo. Bim bam boyo pop up. Bim bam boyo pop up. Oh my god, that's so Say that four times. Bye, everybody. Better Let Me Tell You is co hosted by Darian Borges and Ismailiano, produced by Ismailiano, and our theme, Better Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. 